Welcome to the Speak Up Talk Radio Network. I am your hostess, Pat Rulo. We bring you hand-selected hosts, podcasts, and talk radio programming with listening options. We also feature one-on-one segments with important guests, people who have something to say that you need to hear. And if you have something to say and would like to be featured on the network, please visit speakuptalkradio.com for all of the details or contact us at pr at speakuptalkradio.com. The fall of the Afghan government has brought Taliban barbarism to the forefront of media headlines worldwide once again. Summary executions, schools and infrastructure destroyed, women oppressed, and the page turned back on human rights. But the resistance lives on. The atrocities of this militant organizations have long been cataloged, and now, to this mix, arrives the unique perspective of author Gary Paul Corcoran's recently released novel, Afghan's Lipstick Warriors, First Chronicle. If the sudden and complete collapse of the Afghan army has reinforced anything, it is the very premise of this novel. The women of Afghanistan have only one hope, and that is to defend themselves, the men will not do it for them. Enter today's guest, author Gary Corcoran. The product of an Irish-Italian family, Gary was transplanted as a boy from the clapboard New England of his youth to the cookie-cutter stucco subdivisions that began to litter the disappearing ranches and orange groves south of Los Angeles in the 1960s. And true to his rebellious nature and the folk music coffeehouse idealism that helped shape his early worldview, Gary chose to resist the Vietnam War, was a man without a country for several years, and can count incarceration in a Mexican prison as one of his many colorful experiences during that era. The author of eight previous novels, Gary's rough-and-tumble early experiences animate all of his literary works, from his Michael Devlin crime series to his special forces adventures to his tales of romance. Gary is currently working on a sequel to Afghan's Lipstick Warriors and expects to publish it by the end of 2021. And if that's not an intro, I don't know what is, so welcome to the network, Gary. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. I've been looking forward to this all week. So, Gary, long ago and far away, you received some sage advice from a writer who told you, get a pencil, write what you are enthusiastic about, and stay out of your head, just tell the story. And since that day, you have written many books, often in different genres. Just give us a little preview about that bit of a journey. I never forgot those words, uh, especially stay out of your head, because it it really is one of the um, pratfalls of of writers, in my opinion. Um, You know, and and the point of it was, uh, you know, when when you're telling a story, when you're revealing the details of, an, of a particular event, the environment, um, a story comes to life. And when you are pontificating, uh, then you, you tend to wake up the next day, read what you've written, and it stinks. And that was my experience as a, as a novice novelist. But, um, you know, when I, when I sat down to think about Okay, what what am I enthusiastic about? And the and of course the adventure and 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 um, smuggling and and being incarcerated in a Mexican prison immediately came to mind, and and I began to write uh, a, a tale uh, that quickly felt like the uh, Mexican version of the Midnight Express, 
and felt all too claustrophobic. And but at, I was I was literally learning how to write uh, prose. Uh, I had written a great deal all my life, but to really sit down and and tackle a novel, even a short story, you know, I I I really had no experience background, so I was really learning to write prose. I was learning to write a novel, and I was learning figuring out how to write that novel. And and eventually, the 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 um, prison um, sequence became the 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 crucible through which the uh, hero in the the novel, the trip in the Milky Way. Uh, passes through to manhood. Uh, I had that was a very personal experience, obviously. And and um, one thing you learn as a as a writer, if you if you're worth your salt, is is how to to evolve out of a diary and into uh, that synthesis of personal experience into fiction. And uh, and so. Uh, you could take parts of that novel, and some of it would be really literal about what I experienced, like um, people dying in that prison while I while I watched. Um, and and then there's just something that happens. I, I hope to any good writer where it, the story evolves into something where you, you feel like an energy is flowing through you. Um, and informing you um, in, in a way that I, I don't know that anybody can po- um, properly explain, but now, you know, the creative process, whatever that is, mm-hmm. um, it had taken over, and and um, and so the story is, you know, it's a synthesis of many experiences I had. Um, anyway, that was that was I was I was really compelled to to tell that story. Um, and then I had a subsequent story, which was the basis for the, um, the the last love of Eleanor Sands, which was I had a a um, torrid romance with one of my college professors, and it was transformational. And uh, I remember submitting it at, at one point, and to and this is back in the day when when um, there were still it was still. Uh, possible to submit directly to to editors at publishing houses, and this one gentleman who indulged me quite a bit, and you know, and and he he referred to it as my um, um, graduate story, <laughs> and and I you know I, I I it sort of stung me, but I you know I I wrote him back and said you know no because that was really um, sort of shallow. For both of them, and my experience was something really transformational on an on an emotional, intellectual, spiritual level. And so, the, but those are two per, really personal stories that that um, I, I guess it was easy pickings, you know, low hanging fruit. Mm-hmm. I, I I just I, I dove into that, and then you know it was it was um, I I went through I think whatever what any good writer goes through is uh, you know evolution, struggle with with. With form and substance and style, and you know, I, I was all over the map. I, I kind of I got lost for a few years in a marriage, and you know, so I was all over the place. And 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 it was at the end of a romance that I sat down to write uh, um, South on Pacific Coast Highway, and it was really my way of of, of attempting to process 
uh, the end of this love affair, and I, I just didn't want it to be a maudlin exercise. So I thought, well, I've always wanted to write a detective story, um, a la Raymond Chandler and Dashiell Hammett and, and the likes. And, and so um, you know, it was really a romance with a few dead bodies here and there. Uh, but it was a, a chance to really uh, begin to e evolve out of these more uh, uh, personal tales in, into so something that was purely imagination aside. But it, that that is the, um, the the essence. You know, people say, "Well, write what you know about," and and. And, and the essence of all good writing to me is to draw from your personal experience. So, um, again, this is a, a, a crime novel which was informed by the, the, this uh, emotional torment I was going through at the time. And, uh, and like all the things that I write, that was, um, it was, uh, and I, I, I probably throw out seven novels, um, in terms of content for everyone I write, you know, the, uh, the, all those words that you find don't fit and get tossed off into cyberspace. Um, but that was, um, that was really a transformational novel for me because I had stepped away from what I had been doing, which was to write you know, more directly about my personal life to just letting my imagination flow. And everything is kind of followed from there. Um, you know, the rest of my um, current novels are are things that are, you know, again derived from uh, or informed by my personal experience, but uh, they're they're largely works of imagination. And um, and for, and for uh, to conclude, uh, I don't want to get carried away and not allow you a chance to ask me more questions, but but. Uh, you know, I found myself kind of swept in, up into all of this action stuff, and which including the the sequel to the um, South on Pacific Coast Highway, which is Love in a Dying World, and then the Twelfth uh, Commandment, which is a Special Forces tale, and then, and now um, Afghan Lipstick's Warriors, which was really my uh, my ode to and clarion call to the women of Afghanistan, uh, who knew the government was going to fall. I mean, I, I was writing this thinking we had a year before it, it was possible the government could fall. And my, my hope that it would inspire women to rise up and defend themselves. And, and, uh, and, and there was, a, I hadn't published the novel uh, two weeks and and the government collapsed, mm -hmm. but um, it's it, it, and and that to, to, again to conclude, um, I just found myself needing at that point to write the sequel because so much was left unsaid by the first novel, and so the sec the sequel to this is real. It's told during that final two or three weeks before the government completely collapsed. And, you know, the dominoes are falling every day and the government, the CIA, state, you know, everybody's scrambling, trying to hold this thing together. And it just just evaporates into thin air. And, um, you know, hence the, the title is going to be Afghan Lipstick Warriors Darkness Falls. And which which probably uh, um, necessitates, uh, you know, um, another sequel. Um, but um, I, I'm I'm literally 
watching the news, reading everything I can get my hands on about Afghanistan and letting it inform this new tale. Uh, and, and so that, you know, this sort of this journey to this point, um, I, I can get into the whole ghostwriting experience, which really a fascinating part of my life as a writer. But, um, you know, I'm just ready to move on. Once I get this novel done, I'm ready to move on to something that is more um, a slice of life, um, perhaps kind of magical realism. I mean, I just there's so much um, beneath the surface of this life that we live that I think we're all trying to get at. And it has really been haunting me in a personal level. I, I, I you know, I, I look forward to tackling. You, know, you can, as a writer, you kind of see these things off on the horizon. Mm-hmm. You send something talking to you and telling you, oh, "Okay, you know, come here, come, come work on this," and that's that's kind of the backdrop to to this this sequel that I'm writing right now. So um, I'll shut up and let you ask the next question. <laughs> oh my gosh, I have way too many questions. Uh, actually, my first thought is, wow, what an organic journey. You had so many unique uh, experiences through your lifetime that you almost had to draw upon those and write about them just to kind of clear the air and propel you to become a better writer. This whole book that you're working on now intrigues me why your interest in women and why your interest in the women in Afghanistan? Okay, so as far as the issue of women and women's rights and all that, um, I have to step back and say, you know, as, as the women's movement um, has evolved over the years, um, I, I've, I've been struck almost like, uh, you know, why me feeling because I have always felt just, you know, it was innate in me, this sense of respect for women and, and, a, and a, just an innate feeling that um, they were uh, um, equal to and probably better than men in most ways. And it was just a, a natural feeling for me. Um, I never, I never, and it's, I never lived in the, the corporate world. So I never saw that that mm-hmm. side of things where a lot of women have their experiences with men, where they are second class. Um, and I don't know, the 60s, what it was, I suppose, probably informed a lot of that for me. But I just I thought, you know, what is all this anger and angst about? And then, you know, and over time I realized, oh, okay, there are a lot of places in society where women are not treated as equals, you know, from pay to whatever. And, and, and so I, it's long been in my craw to write something that advocated, that, that celebrated, um, you know, the greatness of women and their role in the world. And, and, and so then there was this story, which uh, the idea of, of well, I, I, I found myself just just uh, aghast at what was going on in, during the Taliban reign. Um, you know the way women were treated, and and to think that they were, were after this twenty year adventure, and and the freedoms that we had helped them achieve, that we're just going to go right back to what you know they're marching women and into stadiums in their burqas and shooting them in the back of the head. 
because they they got caught showing their ankles, you know. Uh, so I, I was just horrified by the whole thought of it, and and it, so you know, I I just I was compelled to write the story, and um, and as I as I mentioned in the the press release, uh, which which I I wrote. I mean, the gentleman I work with on that, um, he usually sends off some uh, thoughts, and then I I massage it, and 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 uh, I I have to admit. I published this novel, which is really, again, it was like a call for women to rise up. Don't just don't just take this, you know, fight for your freedom. And, you know, I don't care if you, you know, there are there are stories of women in Afghanistan who literally did pick up arms and 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 fought back. And, you know, so so it was really a, a, a imagining of 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 this this. Revolution. I'm mean, just if, if every woman in, in in Afghanistan picked up a gun and fought back, where would the Taliban be, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so so it was just kind of this imagining, and then and then it, no sooner had I published it, the whole thing collapsed, yeah. and and it really took the air out of me. I, I just I, I moped around here depressed for for several days. Then it dawned on me, this is just it just codifies what what I was trying to say, which these men they they don't have anything to lose, right? I mean, they, maybe they 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 can't they got to grow a beard or they can't listen to music in public or whatever. But they're not going the ones that are going to suffer. The women are, and and so no wonder they just lay down their arms. They're gonna, they're gonna they're gonna die for this whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. And so, so, uh, but the 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 um, what I failed to do, and 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 purposefully because I was really writing a story about these women in in the Lipstick Warriors First Chronicle. Um, it, it, it was really uh, um, focused on these women, although there is a backdrop of the CIA and the state, um, te- the tension between these, the, the different forces in our government, and you know, it becomes it becomes um, you know swept up in, in a number of different um, threads, uh, plot-wise, uh, but really about this the, the, these women. And so, what I purposely left out was was um, a great deal of the behind the scenes sort of stuff and and also a lot of the more intricate tribal elements um i'll give you one example and and, and this is um from reading uh uh there was a journalist who had been embedded with the mujahideens during the fight with the soviets and then subsequently when the Soviets left, and then the Mujahideens were fighting on themselves for control of Afghanistan, and so he's they come over a hill. He's embedded with this one uh, uh, faction, this 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 one tribe, uh, this one militia, and and they see this the sworn enemy over there, like the end the end of a football field, close enough to get to to get shot and killed, and 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 he you know and they're all just standing out there like they're going to wave, and the guy says, shouldn't we be getting out of uh, you know like taking cover or something here? And and they go, oh no, we have an arrangement. The guy tells him, mm-hmm. and 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 that was you know evocative of of how things work over there. It was it, that that um, yes, and under normal circumstances, these people were going to be shooting each other and fighting to the death. But in this particular circumstance, they had a little arrangement, mm-hmm. so they weren't going to shoot each other. And it was that kind of intricacy that we never really understood or or fashioned our foreign policy around with respect to Afghanistan. So, so I'm just steeped in 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 
all that intricacy, um, and, and I fortunately had the special forces guy who was who spent ten years over there, both in the military and as a private contractor, and knows the country really well, serving as um, you know sounding board for all the, the these these fine-grained details to the story that I don't know from not having been in Afghanistan, but. Um, you know, it's it. Yeah, I, I didn't know what else to do, honestly. Creatively, after I was so depressed, I thought, okay, I have nothing. I I got nothing here unless I write the sequel, and so here I am. You know, I I, I hate to say it's like a, a ring in my nose, but but I just had to write the story. So that's that's what's on my plate, and I'm I'm determined to get this thing published before the end of the year. Wow. Let me comment on the fact that it's probably extremely helpful to have that collaborator who fought in Iraq and Afghanistan because there's only so much research you can do. And there's unless you have somebody who's been on the inside, there's so much that we don't know. Most of the information that we get out are half truths, non-truths and lies. So it's difficult to base base anything um, unless you actually have somebody who has been there that can fill you in. And secondly, I'm wondering, minute by minute, things are unfolding here. I mean, we've got these Gitmo uh, detainees that are now free and uh, the, uh, these terrorists that were exchanged for Bo Bergdahl and now they're running the government. So how are you going to create this sequel when all of this is unfolding as you're writing? Well, that's it. I don't know where it's going. I, I'm I, again. I'm 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 telling the tale. Let, let, let's say that the story begins on August fifth, and the 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 um, this uh, general is is about to leave. He's turning the the uh, the keys over. They've shut. They've shuttered Bagram. Airfield, and he st- and he stops to say, and this is the this is the uh, opening prologue, and he stops to say goodbye to one of one of his Afghan associates, and you know they're lamenting the fact that see they were just starting to get something that to work, which is true, they were um, that Austin Miller, who General Miller, who um, he was um, a, a man who who from personal experience all his counterinsurgency work, everything he had done, he understood that, that you have to work from the bottom up. You have to bring the villagers along with you. You can't force things from the top. There's just no no centralized government has ever worked in Afghanistan that way. And so, um, you know, they're lamenting this. Let's call it August 5th. You know, then the next day, somebody flies in from Washington, and you know, okay, what are we going to do? We got to, you know, the, the withdrawal, their neat and orderly withdrawal, is falling apart on them. And what are we going to do? And and, and as it, uh, August sixth, one of the provinces falls, and so the next day, another province falls. And you know, August eighth was the was the day that Kunduz and and two other northern provinces fell. And so each day of the story, it, it, you know, the whole thing is collapsing around the characters. And they don't know the end, because even when, when all those pieces were, uh, those little, those, those um, pieces on the board were, were, were uh, falling, they didn't know. There was still talk that, well, we still got three months or six months or nine months before the, you know, the, the, the Taliban get to Kabul. And, and and little did they know they had two weeks. Mm-hmm. So it's it's the story's gonna be told with that kind of of uh, forward urgency every day. The the thing is is falling around them. Um, 
I'm not so sure, again, where this is going, but I uh, personally am heartened that Masood um, Ahmad, the son of the the original Masood, I, I know you know the story where he was assassinated the day before 9/11. Yes. Yeah, and 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 you know for good reason because because he he was a, a lightning rod to all all these militias in terms of of, of, of fighting the Taliban, standing up to them, but. Um, he got, you know, one of those figures that held all these militias together. But anyway, his son is the one who's still fighting up there in that Panjshir Valley, and um, and you know, I'm heartened to see that that um, the re- resistance li- lives on. Uh, again, this is somewhat of imagining. So my lipstick warriors are going to play a part in this, uh, but uh, we don't know where it's going. What we what we can tell is that. The Taliban don't have complete control. They they have control of centers of power, yes, but there are pockets all over the country. I mean, it's why nobody's ever been able to co- conquer the place. And so, um, th- th- I'm sure they're duly terrified at, at at all the unsettled energy around them. They also don't have a great deal of experience with running a country. And so, th- there's a lot th- by. Let's say I have a first draft done uh, by mid-October, something like that. Um, I'll, I'll know a lot more <laughs> about where this is going, but I am going to let events kind of dictate that. And then, and then it is, it, it, per the title, "Darkness Falls." It, it, you know, it's it's going to be like like any any uh, movie that wants a sequel, right? There's going to have to be a sequel because mm-hmm. we don't know where this is going. But I just hope to God that that um, that, that they don't give up. Um, I, I know they won't. There's just there's too much pride in the Afghan people. They're mm-hmm. not going to accept this. It's just um, we we did not understand the country well enough to create the kind of fighting force that would have stood up and and not drop their weapons and run. And and that is a, 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 a so a sad and terrifying comment commentary on how little our our government. Um, uh, the, the leaders of our government, the military, understand these these um, intricacies of, of foreign cultures. You know, we're just not very good at it. So, but anyway, yeah, it's it's it's. A, I'm just letting the story tell. Mm-hmm. Lead me where it goes. Lead you where it goes. Absolutely. One of the things I appreciate that you're doing is that you're dedicating a 50% of all royalties to aid organizations. Uh, no one left behind in women for Afghan women. That's nice. You know, I thought about it, and you know, 100% of nothing is nothing, and 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 so um, you know, anything I could do to 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 uh, make this novel a success, I mean, there there were certainly selfish reasons for that, but more than anything, it was a realization that I'm I am doing this for the the Af- the, the women of Afghanistan and for the Afghan people in general, mm-hmm. and. And it, I just would have it would have felt all wrong if I'm trying to profit off this without right. without um, doing whatever I could to to assist them. And that may evolve into aiding other organizations as well. I just I picked those two because I think they're doing great work. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, I, I, I 
spoken with them, and, and, and it's just one of those things where um, they've accepted that I, I, it's an open book. I have a dedicated uh, bank account to that particular novel, and so I can open the books at any given time and, and show that uh, I am indeed um, giving right. uh, 50% of the royalties, which I intend to do. Right, right. Very, very kind. Wow, Gary, so much to talk about with you. I want to make sure as we start to wrap up that there's not anything we missed that you wanted to highlight. Oh, gosh, I don't know. I just, I would say ghostwriting, um, you know, many people reach out to me about my my work and 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 especially people who are just starting out and, and um, I, uh, I really, it was a wonderful opportunity to cut my teeth and and make a living and and become a better writer working for other people and i i my particular evolution was i i posted a a profile on elance which is now some of their uh, it's some of their name now there's also guru and you know and competed with people for a spell and then finally just got my own website up and did a google google marketing campaign but um, you know, so I, I, oddly enough, I read some. I, I was led there by a couple of stories I, I had I had read in the in the newspapers. Uh, but uh, somebody had mentioned online about you know, gee, I, I'm finally making a living as a writer, but it wasn't how I expected, you know. And he was telling talking about being a ghostwriter, and so I threw my hat in the ring, and and that's that was a novel which is I've already got, I don't know, 60,000 words, and it's one of those, one of many novels I've started that's waiting to be finished, but it's a wonderful tale, everything from the hilarious to the terrifying, you know, people telling me your life will be at risk uh, if you um, uh, take on this project, you know, you go, okay, all right, sure, okay, I'm, I'm game, but um, a wonderful experience um, and, a, and a way for aspiring writers to um, really Get on their get their feet on the ground and 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 get in the game. Um, I, I highly recommend it. Yes, so you do offer ghostwriting services, and that can be explored on your website. So maybe share your website and any other places where folks can go to find out more about you and purchase your books. Oh sure. Well, the 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 website is my full name, GaryPaulCorcoran.com, no spaces, and uh, of course. Uh, if you go onto Amazon and and type in my full name, Gary Paul Corcoran, uh, my all my novels will come up. All right, this is fascinating. I hope folks head over to your website, GaryPaulCorcoran.com, just to learn more about you. You've had an interesting past, and and all of the books that you have written thus far, Afghan's Lipstick Warriors, First Chronicle, and we will just wait with bated breath for. Afghan's Lipstick Warriors Darkness Falls. So I can't wait for that one to find out how you sequel this first one. It should be very, very interesting. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. All right, my friend, any final words before we head out? I hope I wasn't too long-winded and and (laughs) bored you to death. No, there's just so much to know, and you're a very, very fascinating person. So thank you for today. We probably should do this again once the sequel comes out. GaryPaulCorcoran.com. Gary, thank you. Thank you. It was a pleasure talking with you, Pat.